Welcome back, everyone. The cue sounds all too familiar, right? It's time to introduce Adam <laughs> under different circumstances. He joins us for our Chuseok special. Good morning, Adam. Well, hello, Lena. Hello. Reintroducing <laughs> the Adam. It's been a while. In the flesh. In the flesh. It's so exciting, daunting, all of the adjectives. It's, it's funny because you it's such a... You say that with such enthusiasm, <laughs> <laughs> It's just a little tweak, but something yeah. about this beyond the screen, yeah. it's... it's this new studio setting. It is not new, Adam. This, this well, has been this for a while. Well, oh, okay. But we well, haven't been in the studio. We, yeah, I mean, all the cameras. I'm a bit nervous, actually. No, the cameras are working as we speak. So okay. if that well, makes you feel relief. any better. Yeah, this that is, has put me at ease. I, I call it the idol studio because usually right. when we have groups mm -hmm. and bigger sets of guests, they all come in here. But just the yeah. two of us. So I'm sitting in the seat of uh, possibly... Korea's finest in K-pop. Korea's finest in K-pop and probably the world's finest soon to be, oh. possibly as well. <laughs> With all that excitement aside, <laughs> now, if you had a visual on us, you might be equally excited, right? But we did have to chatter a little bit before diving into the dark waters yeah. of, well, the economic projections. Yeah. I mean, if there is one takeaway, it is to manage your expectations that mm -hmm. there will be somehow light at the end of the tunnel. It's not. It's just going to be mm -hmm. tough for the remainder of the year yeah. with the Fed, of course, continuously hiking up interest rates mm -hmm. that affects the rest of the global order, including but not limited to South Korea's mm -hmm. economic projections. Yeah. All right, so where are we st starting today? Mm -hmm. uh, high inflation, apparently. Korea's yeah. economy's fear to lose growth momentum as the country is grappling with high inflation. So dare I ask, how mm. has the economy fared so far? Yeah, so let's get rid of the nitty-gritty and all the bad news to start off with. And uh, yeah, as you said, the Fed has been raising rates and at a fast pace and at a big pace as well. And that, of course, is pushing the Korean uh, central bank to follow suit as well. Uh, uh, this is coupled with China's economic slowdown as well uh, and the protracted war between Russia and Ukraine, which is still going on, by the way. Right. Uh, they have increased downside risks to the global economy as a whole, not just Korea's. So worldwide, we're kind of seeing some gloomy numbers at the moment. Uh, domestic demand here in Korea has been on a kind of moderate recovery track. So there was some light at the tunnel there, uh, especially improvements in the job market as well, as well as a rebound in in-person services because of eased uh, social distancing. Mm. But amid <laughs> deteriorating, the big but, external conditions because of the ones that... Uh, I aforementioned there are concerns that the economic slowdown has high inflation partly has uh, weighed on economic sentiment and export growth could be strained as mm. well. So whenever there's kind of good news, there's kind of bad news that's kind of contradicting it and following it, unfortunately. Um, the finance ministry, for its part, mentioned the possibility of uh, an economic slowdown for the four, uh, third excuse me, straight month in August uh, amid concerns about this word stagflation that we've been hearing a lot about. This is basically a mix of slumping growth and high inflation, just a mixture between the two yeah. words. Um, and inflationary pressure in Korea has rapidly built up due to high oil and commodity prices. We saw a period in Korea, especially where the prices at the pumps were very expensive uh, and uh, a lot of oil uh, 
saving going on. You could see less cars on the roads as well because people weren't willing to fill up. Although it was a slight difference. <laughs> a not slight that difference. I mean, yeah. Seoul is crowded after all. And we yeah. gauge the city based on cars. That might not be the best way to measure how well we're doing. Now, honestly, right. the oil prices seem to be at relatively manageable prices. Mm. However, I don't think there's a sense of finality there. I mean, yeah. the circumstances and the geopolitical issues that affect it directly... Mm-hmm. has not been resolved. It hasn't been resolved. And uh, the thing with uh, with oil prices and energy yeah. prices in general is they tend to be very volatile as well, don't yeah. they? And yeah. uh, so this might be just a small uh, easing of the high prices of uh, oil and commodities, but who knows? It might jump mm. up uh, depending on the developments in Russia and elsewhere as well. Uh, now, if we look at uh, in- inflation in detail, uh, the country's consumer prices, they soared 6.3%. on year in July. That was the fastest in nearly 24 years. So recently, this year throughout, we've been seeing a lot of record numbers uh, popping up and uh, acceleration of the consumer prices uh, from a 6% on-year spike in June as well. Mm. Now, the Bank of Korea has delivered uh, also an unprecedented half a percentage point rate hike in a bid to tame rising price mm. uh, pressure. Has it done a lot to tame that inflationary pressure? Not really. And so there are uh, projections of more to come. That uh, interest rate hike was actually the sixth rate increase since August last year, but consumer prices haven't really died down that much. Mm. Although in some areas it has, but on on the whole, not really. So uh, some more are expected. Uh, And the rate hike, of course, uh, we all know is meant to curb the inflation, but it could actually increase uh, debt servicing burdens and also slow down economic growth. So Mm. of course, these central banks... They have a lot of headaches in trying to balance <laughs> that uh, um, very delicate balance. And uh, exports, of course, the main driver of Korea's economic growth, also uh, rose 9.4% on year in July. That marks the 21st consecutive month of growth. But again, the nation suffered a trade deficit for the fourth straight month. There's, uh, of course, again, high mm-hmm. oil and commodity prices pushed up. The country's import bills as well. Uh, The finance ministry says Korea's exports to China, Korea's Mm. largest trading partner, could become sluggish as well, given that China's major economic data in July uh, pointed to its weakening economic momentum. And of course, that momentum is expected to continue uh, for some time, unfortunately. Uh, And staying in line with that general theme, the domestic economic figures also don't look too rosy. Mm. Uh, Consumption uh, down, I think, a really real industry semiconductors hit hard as well. Yeah, that's right. So if we looked at the kind of the figures that are affected by geopolitical and external factors as well, if we look at things closer to home, let's start off with retail sales. They declined for a fourth straight month in June, of course, because of high inflation uh, and rising interest rates weighed on consumption. Uh, The the finance ministry says continued increases in card spending and sales at department stores will actually positively affect retail sales, but, another but here, deteriorating consumer sentiment would, of course, be a setback to Mm. consumption as well. Uh, If you look at cars, domestic sales of cars dropped, not the exports of cars, but domestic sales here, they dropped just over 2%. Uh, That extends falls for the fifth straight month. So, Mm. Korean also reveals they seem to be doing quite well in outbound shipments. So, they're doing quite well overseas, but 
just the um, the hunger for cars locally is not <laughs> as big as it used to be, unfortunately. Mm. Um, are you in the market for a new car? No, I've no. only had my new <laughs> car for two years. Well, there you have it. Not many people want a new car. They're just happy with the one. I think my circumstances are a little bit different, but <laughs> right. but but I can see why that you know, car is one of the more expensive assets that you can own. Yeah. So why would you drop make money when the future of the economy looks unstable? Exactly. I mean, uh, yeah, ownership of cars and sales of new cars is often not the best barometer, but it is right. kind of a barometer of how right. the economy is doing because, of course, consumer sentiment is all tied into that. And I think logic tells me, yes, if, if I find that the economy will be strong in yeah. this given year, then I, I might be more inclined to invest. Mm, yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm but, not. <laughs> but you're not, and neither am I. And, and uh, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully things will get better so that We could make some new investments <laughs> down the road. Uh, but interestingly, household income actually rose at the fastest pace in the second quarter. Uh, that was mainly due to pandemic relief cash handouts. Wow. And, but again, households' propensity to consume kind of hit a record low and led this uh, elevated inflation as well. So just people, they're having these kind of immediate cash coming in but they're just not willing to spend because they're kind of saving up for mm. a rainy day mm. uh, which seems to be the far more uh, wiser choice for many households at the moment but that's not necessarily the objective that the government had in mind right, right? they want to repump that money into the economy exactly and talking about the relief uh, cash handouts they were immediate in mm. their nature so of course they were kind of a, a quick fix for the problems or the financial problems that a lot of these struggling households mm. and people were having so of course they've either been saved up or spent immediately uh, after receiving them. Uh, and of course, we can't mention the economy without talking about semiconductors, exports of which are a key uh, item of Korea's outbound shipments. They declined for the first time in 26 months last month. Uh, that comes amid falling chip prices and slowing global demand. Yes, that is kind of affected by mm. external factors, but of course it does hurt uh, the Korean economy. All right. So uh, I am a little afraid to ask, but this is a loaded question. What is the outlook then for the Korean economy so far? Right. Well, of course, all this data and things I'm going to tell you now do take with a grain of salt. They are estimates by government figures and the Bank of Korea and expert opinions as well. Uh, But if we look at the Bank of Korea's latest economic outlook report, Korea's economic growth is forecast to decelerate from 4% in 2021 to 2.7% in 2022 and 2.4% in 2023. Uh, The growth projection for this year is 0.3 percentage points below the central bank's previous forecast. Now, as the economy is faced with a set of downside risks, such as uh, the war in Ukraine and, of course, global supply chain disruptions, which I haven't mentioned yet, and, of course, the rising interest rates as well, uh, its economic output is expected to grow at a slower pace in the coming years, not just by the end of this year. Mm. So we could see a kind of a stagnant growth uh, down the line. Uh, for the foreseeable future anyway. Um, despite the moderation of overall e- economic growth, consumer spending is likely to maintain recovery momentum and remain resilient thanks to the lifting of social distancing restrictions and improving income conditions. So some good news there. Uh, private consumption is projected to grow by just under 4% this year and just under 3% mm. next year. Um, now, inflation, of course, can be a major threat to consumer spending growth. Uh, we're seeing s o r and prices, they're eroding the real purchasing power of households and they're also curbing consumer 
confidence and sentiment as well. Um, and not just households, but companies as well. We shouldn't forget they're struggling with ongoing supply chain issues and increased mm. interest rates as well. Right. They depend a lot on loans and uh, things like that. Um, and of course, high inflation remains one of their biggest concerns and will do for the foreseeable future. Mm. Uh, and then another aspect that uh, the figures don't really look uh, quite good are the uh, current account surplus of the country. It's projected to drop sharply to $50 billion dollars in 2022 and $54 billion dollars in 2023 because of soaring energy and commodity prices again and the resulting increase in imports. And following these eased travel restrictions that we've been seeing, mm-hmm. uh, for, I think there's going to be more uh, further uh, easing of these travel restrictions right, right. and the further easing of quarantine measures as well. Um, international travel is expected to recover. Of course, that's one kind of good sign for the travel industry anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll also widen the country's service account deficit as well. Uh, consumer price inflation, uh, if we look at those numbers, they all accelerate apparently from 2.5% in 2021 to 4.5% this year and then cool down to just under 3% uh, next year. Mm. Um, Upward pressures are gathering strength amid supply-side disturbances, which are kind of pushing up prices of uh, natural gas and other commodities, as well as agricultural produce as well. So we could see some food price increases yet still, (laughs) unfortunately. And um, core inflation, which excludes the food and energy prices, which tend to be volatile, they're projected to increase to 3.2% this year, and 2.6% in 2023. And if we look at the labour market conditions, they're improving actually this year, mostly in the service sector, uh, such as dining and accommodation. Um, I think it's pretty obvious why, because a lot of these ease restrictions are increasing demand for those services. Um, In the manufacturing sector, however, employment growth is expected to actually slow due Mm. to sluggish exports. Uh, The number of employed people is expected to increase by 580,000 this year, compared to a rise of just uh, about uh, 370,000 last year, the unemployment rate is projected to decline, actually, Mm. to 3.1% this year and 3.5% next year. So some good news, (laughs) but... (laughs) We can take solace in some of these. Some uh, of these projections? Yeah, but uh, on the whole, yes, it is still a gloomy outlook. Yes. But they will start to get better From next year is basically what I've just said. <laughs> just put it in one sentence. That is at least based on a number yeah. of expert opinions. It takes time, unfortunately. And yeah. with the Fed continuously... Uh, And the BOK. Uh, and the BOK, yeah. subsequently raising interest rates. Uh, and that's scheduled for within this calendar year. Yeah. And there's only a few months left. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the Korean won will continue to lose its value. Right. Things are continuously tough. Mm. But there is next year. There is next year. And talk about the currency, of course. We've seen the weakening Korean won as well, which is uh, bad news for a lot of... Um, Importers, But for exporters? Exporters is okay. But again, if you're dealing with the one, then maybe it is a good right. deal. But if, they, if exporters <laughs> deal in the dollar, then it's not really <laughs> any better. It's not really any uh, more beneficial for them. There so. is not a single clear win-all right, situation. Exactly. Um, But um, I, I do feel like our, this, this, this hopeful message, light at the end of the tunnel, is a little bit forced. Because that's just right. not in the forecast. I mean, it's not light at the end of the tunnel. It's yeah. kind of like a... Hmm, glimmer? A glimmer. A haze, if you will. <laughs> All right. I need 
absolutely toss that metaphor. It's a very long tunnel, unfortunately. So we do need to keep our expectations in check. All right, let's take a look at how things are looking in the United States. Mm, yes, well, prospects for the U.S. economy uh, are flagging because we're looking at the U.S. economy because, of course, it does sometimes affect the global economy and our economy here in Korea as well. Uh, they're flagging as high prices have forced uh, Americans to kind of focus more on their spending on staples and uh, necessities and demand is expected to weaken further there as well. That's according to a, a Fed report. Uh, the Fed, of course, has increased the benchmark uh, rate four times uh, this year, including two massive three-quarter uh, quarter point hikes as well, with another actually possible later this month. Mm. Uh, this is all happening while hoping to avoid pushing the world's largest economy into a downturn. Again, another balancing act there. Uh, recession fears remain fairly widespread, but there are signs that wage and price pressures are beginning to ease, whether that will be... Temporary or prolonged Mm. remains to be seen. Uh, That's all according to the Fed's latest Beige Book survey of economic conditions. Um, Whether there'll be any changes or updates in the next one, of course, remains to be seen as well. Now, American families, they have been struggling with a surge in prices, uh, not just families here in Korea. That's, of course, exacerbated by similar issues, including supply chain woes, COVID lockdowns in China as well, uh, which is affecting a lot of business worldwide, and soaring gasoline prices due to... You have it, uh, Russia's war in Ukraine, which is still ongoing. And of course, all this is the same same case for Korea as well. Um, But there were signs, again, of improvement in the availability of workers. So job market figures seem to be heading in the right direction. A positive sign after months of complaints, actually, in the US from employers that were struggling to fill open positions. People Mm. were just not... Jobs are there, but just people weren't signing up to them. And what kind of jobs are available comes into question. Right, exactly. Uh, There needs to be enough quality jobs. jobs for people to kind of um, offset the kind of losses that uh, these people had with the job losses that they suffered. Now, although wages continue to rise uh, nationwide in the US, the Fed said there were reports of a slower pace of increase and moderating salary expectations that that were being uh, widespread as well. So overall, the figures kind of They're the equivalent to Korea as well. They kind Mm. of run parallel similarly in terms of the uh, detailed figures and uh, what aspects and industries are affected Mm. and which ones are looking to improve or Mm. not improve. Mm. So, yeah, this is a a globe. We can see that this is a global issue, not Mm. just isolated to Korea. All right. And finally, let's take a look at what the economists are saying about the local economy and what is to be expected, perhaps. Right. Well, uh, going forward, again, do take this with a grain of salt. These are expectations and forecasts. (laughs) But uh, yes, going forward, economic policymakers, they'll be keeping a close watch on risks that may tip the economy into an inflationary recession. Uh, While they will continue to focus on effective control of COVID-19 to help the economy emerge from the pandemic, we are still in the midst of the pandemic. Uh, We shouldn't forget. Uh, They will be challenged to walk uh, the kind of narrow path between tamping down inflation and making sure that the economic recovery does not lose steam. Uh, Also, the UN administration has announced plans to cut annual government spending for the Mm -hmm. first time in 13 years. Uh, It's looking 
at government expenditure of 639 trillion won in 2023. That is 6% smaller than this year's spending. Of course, we saw uh, record supplementary budgets because of the pandemic, two of them, in fact. Um, Economists will be watching also to see if and by how much that will affect the government coffers as well, if Mm. if any savings there will actually help. Uh, in terms of uh, national uh, treasuries. Now, another thing watchers will be looking at or looking out for is the most important question, Korea's relationship with China, which is at risk of souring amid the UN administration's kind of more favorable stance with the US. So mm. again, Korea has always been in that balancing act or being stuck in the middle between the US and uh, the Chinese rivalry. In this administration, it seems to be steering more towards the US, mm. and China isn't really happy about those. We saw this chip for alliance right. that has caused a bit of a stir with uh, Beijing. And even if you take a look at the details of the IRA, why was right. it designed by the United States? Mm. Was it to deter a growing influence by the Chinese market. That's just one of the many angles. But yeah, so Mm. where does that leave South Korea? We must rely on both, well, Mm -hmm. one strategic economic partner and one important ally. And that act... The balancing act continues. Yeah, it does continue. And it seems to be actually getting tougher yeah. amid the Biden administration as well, right, because right. he doesn't really seem to be uh, having any policies that are too far from the kind of make America great again uh, policy yeah, of Donald Trump. The IRA, for one, is yeah. one trying to prop up the local, uh, we're trying to prop up the local uh, businesses uh, and trying to kind of. Not, I, I, I don't is, want to say block uh, other companies. But from it is nationalistic like, if you think about it. Is it. A bit, yeah. But that does come into response with growing criticism that he, were, he you know, yeah. one of the many promises the Biden administration had promised mm. Americans yeah. was that he will better the labor market. He yeah. will he will rely on more global resources. Well, it's no mm. global resources, more local resources. Right. And so it does come right before an important election. Yeah. So can that, that stance true. be changed? I don't think so. Well, Korea is working hard to kind of <laughs> persuade the US to kind of amend that IRA uh, law, which has taken effect and it is, has been signed into law. So it'll be a bit difficult. Then they need to persuade Congress as well. This is true. Uh, so a lot of, a, a, another diplomatic challenge for Seoul uh, at the moment. Mm. Uh, but the government here is actually downplaying the concerns of those souring relations with China. Uh, and Seoul has vowed to strengthen economic cooperation in areas that both countries are strategically nurturing together, including uh, ICT convergence, as well as advanced materials, parts, equipments and services as well. And the government is also vowing to hold regular ministerial level meetings with China uh, later this year on industry and commerce, as well as regular economic meetings at a ministerial level as well. This is, of course, to support Korean companies' export activities to China. Um, Analysts say the government efforts are heading in the right direction, but a more fundamental revamp of trade was required for South Korea to kind of maximize its economic relationship with China. So the THAAD issue, of course, that's been uh, brought up uh, as well recently. So. Yeah, I don't know how many items I've mentioned now, but there's I'm, a lot of things that are affecting or downplaying, um, or sorry, down uh, weighing on the Korean <laughs> economy as well. I'm beginning <laughs> to realize how we overestimated. Mm-hmm. We just don't have enough time. Oh, we don't. <laughs> well, that's unfortunate. I think it's we need a bit of a it's break after all that. Too hopefully. ambitious. Uh, but yeah. but anyway, but thanks for the insightful conversation as mm-hmm. always, Adam. I'll see you tomorrow. You're very welcome. See you tomorrow. 
If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.